In this episode, we're going to look at how to host great dinner parties. Dinner parties? That's right. On this show, we talk about hospitality as a business, but I want us to become really good at living a hospitable life in our personal lives as well, because the personal professional divide isn't as clear as you might think. And if we get really good at doing this personally, we'll get good at providing hospitality professionally as well. To do this, we're learning today from Andy Elwood, a professional coach whom we met in prior episodes. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. What makes a great dinner party? How much structure is involved there? Yeah, so the my favorite dinner parties are ones where people are comfortable saying, yes, I'll come, but they're not fully aware of, of everything that's going to happen. They're not fully fully aware of who all is going to be there. And I think that there, there's something about anticipation um, that I really love to, you know, I, I will, I will send an email. I'll send a text to three people that don't know each other and be like, I'm sending this text because I think the three of us, the four of us need to have dinner sometime. I'm not going to explain why I'm just going to ask you to trust me. Does this night or this night work better for you? And it has turned out that turned out to be one of like my favorite dinners of all of last year. You know, and it was three people that literally have, that I know for a fact they would never, ever have met each other. Right. But now like the four of us are on that, on that text chain. And like, there's a pretty consistent conversation happening about the topic that of that evening. Um, I host something called gentlemen's dinners with a, a buddy of mine. And, you know, and, and we've just found that men specifically, well, men are idiots in general when women are around and that sometimes you just need like space to not, not like guys be guys, but to let guys have the opportunity to like have the full range of who they are. Right. And especially in New York city where we've got really tough exteriors giving guys the ability to like ask questions of other guys who are in a similar life circumstance. And it's incredible how much vulnerability can happen when the setting is correct. So these gentlemen's dinners, uh, my friend John and I started them. Uh, and then we've been fortunate to have a restaurateur named Carlos become kind of a, a third co-host with us. And what we, what the, we do is we start off, John and I started the first, first one in May of 19 and we've done 35 of them since and the way we set it up was john invites three people he knows i don't know and i invite three people he i know he doesn't know and we sit down for dinner and i cook i got bored during the pandemic and i built an outdoor kitchen in my backyard so i've got my 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 smoker my pizza my pizza oven and my barbecue grill and oh my gosh (laughs) the dream <laughs> yeah and in the west village it's a pretty special special thing to be able to have that you know have the yeah. space to do that um but but when we you know we all gather together cocktails mixed in mingling and before we sit down i i kind of explain the rules and the rule and i put this in the email which is in the invite also but i restate it but which is when you go find your seat sit next to somebody you don't know as best you can not hard and fast but like we don't put place cards out like saying you should sit next just Grab a seat next to whoever. And it's interesting to see kind of how that dynamic happens. You know, we never have more than 12 people. So it's, so it's, there's some, well, wait a second, you know this person. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's switch. Fine. But then the rule is that once the appetizers are served, we move into what we call a Jeffersonian conversation. 
which is one conversation for the entire rest of the night. There are no side conversations. You cannot whisper to your neighbor. If you say something, the entire table has to be able to hear it. And we do that until dessert is cleared. And what does that do? The way that I've, the way that I've explained it is there's so many amazing perspectives at the table that it would be a shame for the gem of the night to happen in a side conversation. Mm-hmm. And what it causes people to do is to truly listen to whoever's speaking, not think about the funniest quip they can say or the side under the breath comment to make, make their neighbor giggle. But it causes a, an entire group is all feeling the same thing at the same time. And the depth with which that drops strangers into community with one another has been really incredible. And it's been so much fun to be able to see this and host 35 of these over the past four years to, you know, to see some very, very successful men in New York City get really, really vulnerable with some guy who just moved to New York. It's 28 working on a start. And they're like, but I don't understand how, like, how, how does that work? You know, and, and just a variety of perspectives. You know, I think the youngest person that's ever come was 24 and the oldest person is 76. I think in the 76 year old, he was like the musical agent for like, you know, Van Halen. I mean, like just like incredible, you know, like we've had some of the craziest, like people just who happened to be in town. And so he's like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to this dinner. Can I bring so-and-so? We're like, sure. Absolutely. And then like, we didn't really know who they were, but then they start telling us their story and we're like, Oh wow. But what's interesting is like, again, kind of almost going back to what we talked about with a leveling of, you know, of the playing field at an offsite, because everyone is playing by the same rules and there's no hierarchy of host or this person is the, is the loudest. Everybody is really actually curious what everybody says. And without actual uh, intentional pointing, Hey, you haven't said anything yet. Do you want to say something? Everybody speaks all, I mean, I, I, I bet if we timed it, it would be everyone would have had the microphone for about the same amount of time. And it's really interesting. And then after dessert breaks, what's interesting, we're like, all right, you know, rule, rules are broken, blah, blah, blah. We stay in a Jeffersonian conversation for probably another hour or two, usually. You know, cigars are brought out, you know, after dinner drinks are brought out. And people, they genuinely want to hear, they generally don't, like, no one wants to miss the thing that somebody else might say. Um, and so it's it's been really cool. And and to kind of give you, you know, another kind of lagging indicator of, of how meaningful it's been is every single person who's ever attended a gentleman's dinner. I, I have on a, you know, on my uh, a spreadsheet that I, that I keep like, you know, which, which ones were they invited to, which ones did they attend? And so I kind of have a good idea. So that, you know, cause we only can have eight people come if there's three co-hosts. That means only five people, can, five people can come and we're trying to bring new people in also. Right. So we started doing is we started doing quarterly happy hours where anybody who's ever been to a gentleman's dinner can come to this happy hour. Out of the hundred and five people that have ever come to a you know a dinner, we had sixty five guys show up at our last happy hour, and the only thing they have in common is that they've attended a dinner. Wow, and, that's crazy. And they're like, well, if if you've attended a dinner, they're like, we must be like brothers. Right. And it's, it's, and you know, and everybody lives for the most part, you know, downtown Manhattan. And, you know, some people come in from Jersey, some people come in from Brooklyn, some people come in from, you know, Westchester. But like, but we run into each other in the neighborhood all the time now. 
right? You know, several people own restaurants in the neighborhood. Some people own shops in the neighborhood. Other people are doctors in the neighborhood. You know, other people are, you know, small business owners. You know, and, and it's just really fun to like see the way that that community is kind of built. And we, and we really built it through the, the pandemic uh, in a fun way. And it's, it's been fun. And so, so we love rolling up, you know, and kind of supporting the local businesses and be like, Hey, we've got 65 guys that would love to try your new restaurant out. Would you be open to us coming in? And they're like, yeah, we'd love to have you. We pay. We don't ask. We're not asking for free drinks or anything. We just want to make sure that they have the space that if we all roll up, but it's also really fun because we've been able to support local businesses through the pandemic and just by, you know, saying, Hey, like, yeah, we're going to, you know, you support our neighborhood. We're going to support you. And that's been that's been a lot of fun to be able to to kind of be one of the ringleaders of of that crew. Well, it, it's awesome to hear that story, Andy, because I, I everyone talks about community and relationship building. I think there's two things that stand out to me as you're walking through that story. Is is one is is there's the person to person connection, right? It's you texting a friend. It, it's you kind of getting to know that person initially, and then taking the first step to to make the the connection to others. And then the second is structure, you know, and I think, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. people say, you know, clear is kind. And there's something about kind of people stepping into this environment where there's structure, you're providing guidance, and yeah. maybe people are able to open up through that. Yeah, I, I think, that, you know, I, I don't remember what site, what psychology study it was, but if, if there are two playgrounds, one has a fence around it and one doesn't, and you take the kids to the playground that doesn't have a fence around it, it's just a playground in the middle of a field. Most of the children will stay on the area designated as the playground, right? Like wherever the, you know, the, the rocks or the platform are right for that playground. That's, that's where they're like, Oh, this is where we play. But if you put a fence around the playground, you know, 10, 15 feet outside of it, they will play in the grass all the way up to, and if not on the fence, because constraints give us comfort to know how far we can explore how far we can go before we bump up against something. And there, there is definitely times where it's important to go beyond the constraints and things on those lines. But for, you know, for something that's as innocent as a dinner party, as innocent as kids on a playground, it's a lot of fun to know, Hey, this is, this is, if this is your first time, this is what it's like to be here. And that levels the playing field for everybody by knowing everybody else is playing by those rules also, as opposed to there being some sort of secret code about, well, you know, every, every time he says such and so we have to take a drink. Like everybody's on that is on that same playing field. And, and I think that's some of the magic. Great hospitality providers know that every touch point matters a lot. So they spend a lot of time making sure that each interaction better serves their guests and makes life easier for their teams. If you'd like to operate this way, I suggest you check out Sojourn. They've built a reputation as the market leader in helping hotels and resorts earn direct bookings through digital advertising over the years. And more recently, they've expanded into offering a complete suite of guest experience solutions, including an AI smart concierge, reputation manager, and guest marketing suite. I've been working with Sojourn for years now, and everything from the way their technology is built to the talented experts they have on staff makes it no surprise that when I talk with people about technology, Sojourn comes up again and again. Hospitality providers love them. If you'd like to learn more about how Sojourn can help you better engage your guests and drive more profitable direct bookings, visit Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-E-R-N.com. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. 
Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 